if you look at a scene and the storytelling and there's a beat that's very vulnerable or maybe it's very emotional or maybe the vulnerability is fear, uh, whatever it may be, and you don't express that on camera and some other actor does, then who's got the more compelling audition? And then you wonder, well, why didn't I get it? It's because you didn't, you hear people say, I didn't get there or I didn't go there. Welcome to Inside the Audition, the podcast where we go behind the scenes for a deep dive look into the world of auditions. I'm Joe Lars Larson, creator of Actors Audition Club, an international community helping actors book your dream roles in TV, film, and theater. And I'm Brandon Knox, actor, producer, and co-host. Each episode, we chat with actors and industry professionals to share their audition experiences, insights, and advice. We provide actors with actionable tips, strategies, and resources to help you elevate your auditions. We demystify the often intimidating and misunderstood world of auditions to help you succeed. So whether you're just starting out on your acting journey or you're a seasoned pro, join our Actors Audition Club members as we go Inside the Audition. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 157 of Inside the Audition. We've got a great episode today. We're going to talk about the 11 mental mistakes that actors sabotage their auditions with. Uh but first, before we get into that, we got some big news. I saw on social media earlier today, Brandon was posting stills from his recent booking on Murdoch Mysteries on CBC. Brandon, let us know what's going on. It, yeah, it 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 came out on um, I believe Monday Monday night. I got a a text message from my father saying, "Hey, I'm seeing you on Murdoch Mystery." And nice. I said, like, yeah, that's me. And uh, and so I checked and I, I checked on CBC Gem today and I watched the episode. Fantastic episode. Uh, I'm super, super proud to be a part of such an amazing production and uh, such a long standing Canadian show. Uh, it was it was such a trip to be there and to be on set. Uh, it's it's right down the street from my my parents home. So like I, I'm used to passing the studio all the time when I'm going to see them. And so to get to go into the studio uh, and to see the sets that they have and the uh, just to just to work with a crew that has been working together for so long um, and like they have such a short form with each other. Um, it, it was a fantastic experience. Everyone was so warm, so welcoming and uh, and just such a friendly group. Uh, it was a, an incredible experience. I I look very fondly on it. Yes. And uh, for any of you who are not Canadian, or if you've been living in Iraq for the last, how many seasons? Uh, 17, 17. 19, yeah. 17. So Murdoch Mysteries is, uh, I'll, I'll say this to any New Yorkers, Murdoch Mysteries is Toronto's Law and Order, except it's a period piece that takes place in the early uh, 20th century. 19th century uh, in the 1900s early yeah. 1900s yes so old time toronto although it's funny i say the reason i say it's like toronto's law and order is because in new york law and order has been going forever and that's a show that every new york actor at some point ends up being on mm -hmm. but i say that but also now fun fact for those of you who don't know there is a new show called law and order toronto that's begun filming in toronto so mm -hmm. 
got our own uh, Law and Order now. Yeah, I'm excited to see where that show goes. They've had a couple auditions for it at Actors Audition Club, and uh, right. it's been fun to work on. We were talking that uh, we were like, huh, Law and Order Toronto, what's what's Law and Order Canada like? And uh, so I've written the pilot episode of it, and Ooh. it uh, it opens in the in the in the courtroom. We're gonna skip okay. ahead of the com, and it opens in the courtroom, and it's just a guy. Uh, the um the guy's on the stand explaining what happened and he's like so i was walking into tim hortons and this guy buds in front of the line and steals my farmer's wrap and my double double a and then the rest of the episode is cut to the perp he he apologizes sorry cut back to the victim sorry cut to prosecutor sorry cut to defendant sorry cut to judge sorry Sorry, 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 sorry. And that's the whole episode. Fade to black. There it is. Did you know in Canada they had to make a law that you can't use an apology as an admission of uh, of guilt? So you right. can't like, plead, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I did it. I already apologized. What are you talking about? Of course he's guilty. He said sorry. <laughs> he said sorry to her. Come on. Yeah, well, they, I th I've heard that at car accidents, at scenes of car accidents, like our instinct is to get out and be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Are you OK? And they're like, shut the fuck up, you know. But um, now you're allowed Don't to do say that. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Come out guns a blazing. That's that's the way mm -hmm. you're supposed to do it, I think. Yes. Uh, so congrats, congratulations. Uh, that's awesome Thank that you, uh, you yeah. were on that show. Um yeah, it was a great scenes. And you prepped for that. You prepped so much uh, for your initial audition, called back. And then before you were on set, we were working on the scene so that you were going in hot. One of the things we always talk about is on um, TV shows, There's it's a finely oiled machine. You don't get that many takes. So you got to really go in on the ball. It's like there's no warming up. It's just you got to be ready to rock. And before you know, you're, you're out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah the, yeah, the second day I was there, I was only there for three hours, which I thought was crazy. I've never been on a set for a short amount of time. And we like, got it. Moving on. Check. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's been an incredible experience. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so we want to talk a little about 11 mental mistakes that can sabotage your auditions. We've talked about technical mistakes and making sure you've got your your great home setup and your great home studio but like everything in life a lot of it begins with your thinking and to change things in your life often you have to start with your thinking uh, which really boils down to changing your identity the that how you think about things and how, especially how you think about yourself is um is all identity related and in order to do new things and have new things and reach new levels. Often it's a transformation first of your thinking and of your identity. So that's what we want to talk about today. So we're going to talk about these 11 mental mistakes. So these are in no particular order. And this is certainly not the exhaustive list. This is just a list that we put uh, together for today. So as you're watching, we would love it if you let us know in the comments here uh, if there's anything else uh, that you've uh, that comes to mind on the list, and these are all things that I know that I've done. I think most actors at some point have made these mental mistakes and got stuck in these traps. But um, we'll hopefully uh, make some shifts here and at least start becoming aware of them. 
because as they say, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of this too, unfortunately, or fortunately, is subconscious. So it's it's thinking that's kind of running under the under the surface, kind of like how our apps run in the background all the time on our phones. Often this thinking is subconscious and it's there running the background. You're not maybe it's not in the forefront of your thinking, um, but it's kind of going on in the background and it ends up hurting your your auditions, ultimately sabotaging your performance. And that means your life and potentially your career. So let's improve some of those. So number one mental mistake that actors can make to sabotage their audition is just a general fear of failure or fear in general, fear of making mistakes, fear of playing it the wrong way, uh, a fear or a tendency to think of what do they want. And um, that's just not the way to approach things. You don't want to be, you want to be creative. You want to be bold. You want to be empowered. Uh, you want to be creating your auditions and making strong choices and the way to do that isn't to be afraid like, oh, is this, am I doing this right? Is this how you want it? What do they want? What are they looking for? Um, what do you want to add to that, Brandon? Uh, I mean, it, I feel like it, fear of failure comes down to thinking that you're not enough. Um, and, um, and, and that does get in the way of fear. Uh, I think back to the three tenets of acting, which is in the Tom Todorov technique, uh, which is relaxation leads to concentration, which frees the imagination. We want our imagination to be active. And if you're thinking that you're, you're going into this audition and, and they aren't going to want you, then, then you've already set yourself up for a, a tough, tough hill to climb. Um, that you may not reach. And, yeah. and that's that's not what you want to do. You want to be thinking of the possibilities and seeing how you can approach this character. Um, Tom, uh, no, not Tom, uh, Brian Cranston has a fantastic quote, which is, once you come in to an audition and are just happy to show them your interpretation of a character, that's when you really start to be a full-time actor. And that's, I think, what we all want in this business is we want to be full-time actors. Um, and we want to be able to support ourselves with just being on set and doing theater and, and what have you. Um, but if we do have this, this fear that we are going to fail, then it's, it's only going to limit you and your growth. Yeah, it's bad energy too. It's it's repelling energy. Um, it turns people off. We often talk about auditions being, uh, we compare it to a first date when you're meeting someone and, and first impressions. So if your energy is, oh, please like me. Oh, I hope I'm not making a mistake. Oh, am I doing something wrong? Um, any of that is just going to be like, whoa, this is not the right person. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to you want to be in in a state of flow, in a state of joy, in a creative state, and it should be childlike as well. That think back of when you're doing this as a kid, you weren't. If you're playing make believe with your friends as a child, you're not thinking like, "Oh, am I doing this right?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's that's what was never what they were thinking. So um, yeah, smash through that failure, and rather than think, um, "Am I making a mistake?" or "Is this going to be right?" Just be thinking. 
my job is to express myself fully and express this character and this role as a fully fleshed out human being and make bold choices and make strong choices. Yeah. Uh, number two, the number two a mental mistake. Uh, I don't know. Am I saying that right? I, I was, I was going to set that up real nice. And I was like the number two mental mistake. The second mental mistake that actors make to sabotage their auditions is comparison. So mm. comparing yourself either to other actors or to other people's careers, maybe famous actors, uh, you definitely don't want to get into like imitating or mimicking. I think it's a common thing to do early on. Um, I know stand-up comics, we do it all the time and actors do it. When you're early on, often you're sort of doing an impression of your favorites, whether mm -hmm. it's a stand-up or an actor, you'll use their tone or, or their styles. But ultimately, you got to get to um, authentically just representing who you are as a human being and making your own authentic choices. And then just trusting that you, if you're specifically you, that's, that is going to stand out because there's no other you. And yeah. if you're imitating or comparing yourself to other people, you're always going to fall flat because you're just going to be a shittier version of someone else's authenticity. Mm -hmm. You got to live, you got to live your life, right? And, and you're the only thing that you can bring to a character is your life and your experiences. Um, and that's, that's always going to be unique to who you are. And I, I, I think that's one of the most beautiful things of all really is how, how lovely that, that really is. Um, but it, it is true. Like every, every young actor starts out comparing themselves to someone or you see it a lot. Like I remember walking into casting houses and like people would be like, Oh, it's the young Jack Black. And it's like, I don't right. want to be, I don't want to be that. I don't. Like I, I love Jack Black. He's a great he's a great person, or he seems like a great person, uh, and he's very fun and he's he's very enjoyable to watch on screen and uh, on stage, um, and and is great musically as well. But um, that's not who I am. That's not how I've ever acted. <laughs> I mean, I I can do some of that stuff, and there's elements that I've uh, I've seen from him that I I've tried to emulate, but. It, it's not who I am ultimately. Right. Uh, there's, there's other things that I enjoy doing and there's maybe things that he doesn't enjoy doing. We don't, we don't know. Uh, and you're not going to have the same career. Uh, your journey is your journey. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. All right. Number three, the third mental mistake that actors make to sabotage their auditions is perfectionism. Uh, so this can happen, especially in the world of self-tapes, and especially when you don't have an outside eye who is informed and trained. So if you're doing this at home, either alone or with a family member who isn't a trained professional in TV film, maybe isn't an actor, doesn't have TV film, theater, casting experience, then you can get stuck in that trap of perfection and you're just doing take after take after take and you're overanalyzing everything and there's got to be a happy medium. It's like you, you, maybe it's not a one take thing, but it's certainly not a hundred take thing. And striving for perfectionism in any area of your life is an impossibility because there is no such thing as perfection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, a lot of people say, like, if you're consistently, especially if it's with something that you're that you're putting out a lot of volume, if you're putting things out there. Uh, and it's a it's a first take rough draft type situation. Then strive for seventy five to eighty percent of like 
perfect, which yeah. isn't even a real thing. Um, and then you evolve and you can only put things out and, and like to be, to ever get to perfection, you need feedback. So a lot of the times people are holding back because they want to make something perfect, but then they're not putting it out because they're not putting it out because they don't want to be judged as something less than perfect. So it's this weird trap of, I want to be perfect and I want to show them my best, but then I never show them anything because I'm afraid to show them something that's not my illusion of perfection. So, so that's a weird trap. That's kind of a, uh, it's a bit of a brain fuck for some people mm -hmm. because it's yeah. also, it's sorry. It's, it's no. also opposed with um, you, like you do want to do your best and you do want to work on things and you do want to put in the time and you want to be specific and really know your stuff inside out. But then you got to, especially an audition because it's not a final um, it's not a final on the day performance necessarily. It's a work in progress. You got to find that happy medium where you're like, okay, that's, that's, that painting is good for now. And I don't have to spend all day on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if, if you're, if you're always focused on perfectionism, you don't leave yourself open to happy accidents. Right. And really some of those happy accidents really, uh, can define your audition and really bring out some of the best in you. And it's sometimes your most authentic. Um, so we, we do really need to lose this sense of perfectionism uh, as much as we can. Because uh, as you said before, there is no, there is no perfect. Yeah, it's going to be different every time anyways. So yeah. who knows? And yeah, th that is one of the big traps is the spontaneity or, or being forced if you're like, scripting every move and every beat you know like this is the part where i cock my head and this is the part where i look this way and this is the part where i take a sip and mm -hmm. all of that and you you risk not being natural and not living in the moment and and being spontaneous sp um, spontaneous mm -hmm. uh, all right number four impatience impatience is a mental mistake that sabotages your auditions uh, I know I've I've done this. this. This could mean impatience, like just in life and in your career. Like I I want it now. I want everything now, 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 now. Or just the impatience of I don't want to spend time on this. I just want to crank it out. Okay, that's that's good enough. I've I've said that myself. I've heard actors say that where ah that's good enough. Or ah they're just looking for it. They're just casting on look. So it, it can be a kind of, maybe you're impatient with the industry, maybe you're impatient with casting in general. And so you can have that idea of like, ah, oh, that's, that's good enough. Yeah. And, and then you're, then you're not your best. So that's, that's almost the other, the other spectrum of perfectionism is like wanting to just do it all fast and, and not actually spending the time to love it and spend time on it and craft it. It's all opposites. Everything we're saying today is guidepost number five opposites because it's like you don't want to be too far this way. You don't want to be too far that way. Sometimes you want to be in the middle or you want to be a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you know, mm -hmm. like both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And I think it also comes back to impatience with your career as well. Uh, right. And that that comes back to comparison, like, oh, I want to be here. Why am I not? Why am I not at Stratford? Why am I not at Shaw? Why am I not doing the big picture movies? Or why am I not doing that show? Um, that's that's not something that we want to get into. Your journey is your journey, um, and and the more you accept that, and the more you buy into that that 
that situation um, and and enjoy the journey for what it is. Um, you you can look back on interviews and people will talk about um, how like um, when they're. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Bless uh, you. I never heard that interview. No. You'll hear back on actors' interviews, and people will talk about how they're. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. yeah right. It's it's a right. good quote. Uh, good but they'll, they'll talk about, uh, especially uh, Bob Odenkirk talks about his best time working was working with uh, uh, Chris Farley at Saturday, uh, not at Saturday Night Live, um, at uh, the Improv at Second right. City. Right. Like when they were working there, that was when he was at his happiest. That was when he was fighting for stuff. It, it wasn't it wasn't call, uh, Better Call Saul. It wasn't Breaking Bad. It was working with Chris Farley. Yeah, the um, good old days when, yeah. during the hustle and the struggle. Sometimes the come up for a lot of people is like, "Oh, that's that's where I really love things." That's and that's like where it was just the joy of it, wasn't the business of it, none of the cynicism, cynicism or sarcasm, uh, or any of that negativity has come in. We lose Brandon. Brandon, are you okay? I think Brandon had a, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, an aneurysm when he sneezed there. He'll be back in a minute. Uh, while we're taking this little commercial break, uh, if you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube right now, share this out and drop a comment in the comments. You can ask questions if you've got feedback, if there's anything that you've experienced, if you want to share a story or um, share something that's resonating with you right now as we're going through this, let us know. This is interactive when we're doing this. So he's back. Are you okay? Oh, yeah. I just had to blow my nose. So I didn't want to do that on camera, you know? Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, yeah. you're welcome. This is for um, the people. Although maybe that's perfectionism. You're like, I don't want to blow my nose on camera. That's I got to look too perfect on camera. Um, yeah. So Im impatient. I think we can move on from impatience. Yeah. Um, you're always at like, you're, you are where you are. Uh, but again, it's that fine line of like, you, you want to be striving and, and making moves and doing all that stuff, but also trusting that everything's going to happen for you as it's going to happen and uh, focus more on attracting things rather than like chasing it down and needing it now. All of that mm -hmm. energy is not good. Um, this one's interesting because, again, this is sort of an opposite. Uh, the Donnie sneeze, powerful, nice. Uh, let us know who you are, Facebook user. Give uh, StreamYard permission to uh, see your name. Reveal yeah. yourself. Uh, maybe that's Francis. That could be Francis again. Uh, so, so there's perfectionism and impatience, but then there's also procrastination is another mental mistake that sabotages actors' auditions. So you get a an audition request on a on a Wednesday, and it's not due till next Monday. Do you start working on it right away or do you procrastinate till Sunday night? And then all of a sudden Sunday night, you're like, oh, shit, I got to learn. I got to learn my lines. And who am I going to shoot this with? Where am I? Where's my reader? Who am I going to book with? And then you're stressing the morning of Monday morning. You're rushing to a place. You're stressing out, editing it at home, looking at the deadline. It's a ticking clock. You send it to your agent and then you got to send your email at, uh, agent an email saying, like, just sent you the thing. The deadline's at noon. And then you're still stressing, like, is it going to get in? Rather than if you had just started working at it uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe get in it a day early and 
show everyone that you're a professional. Uh, so it's that weird, it's that weird, happy medium again. And everyone has done that. I'm not like, it's, it'd be the, the kettle call in the pot black if I were to say that uh, I hadn't done it. But then you got to ask yourself, are you not getting roles because you weren't the right fit? Or you're not getting roles because you didn't show your best because you procrastinated and then you put kind of a half-baked effort into it that didn't have strong choices. You didn't go deeper. You didn't uncover layers that other actors did. And you just simply missed things because you left it to the last minute. Not you. I'm not. Uh, I'm not scolding you. But it's something that everyone does. We and we do this all in all of our life too. And often it is subconscious, where we're like, we're convincing ourselves that oh well, I didn't have the time. When really you didn't make the time. You didn't prioritize the time. You had the time was there, but you were like, oh, I had to work and I had to do this and the kids and all this. And then acting and your audition was left to be the very last thing. Which then you got to ask yourself. You can't want that to be this big thing in your life and you're shoving it aside uh, and leaving it to last. Like Tom says, love takes time. Love makes time. So if you want to know the things that you really love in your life. Look at how you're spending your time. And if you say you really love acting and all of your auditions are last minute, you're barely putting any time. You don't have any prep time put in, you're not in class, you're not working on your voice and speech, you're not reading material and you're not actually like doing things that make you an actor, regardless of whether you're booking a gig, no. then you got to ask yourself like, well, what am I really doing? Mm. And I've, I've, I've been there. I know Brandon's been there and that's something that you want to strive to overcome that and just be like, no, I'm fucking all in this. Like if you, if it's something that you love and you really want, you don't get an email from your agent and be like, yeah, I'll get to that on Sunday. You're like, fuck yeah, man. And you dive into it and you start writing out the script and you start doing your work on it and you start looking at your wardrobe and you start researching the producers and the directors. You watch an episode of it and you're like, ooh, fuck yeah. And you want to like sink your teeth into it instead of like, Oh, that's something I'll do on Sunday. <laughs> and I've done, but I've done all of those things, you know. But you you want to choose choose the one that's your higher self, and choose the one from the identity of who you want to be, rather than who you are now or what your circumstances now dictate. If that makes sense, so decide. Oh, I want to be a leading player that's working full time in the industry on TV, film, and theater, and I want to be professional, and I want my peers to see me as a professional, I want to work with the best people in the industry, then act, well, how does someone like that think? How do they act? How do they operate? And then act like that. And chances are they're not the type of person that's just putting everything to the last minute. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? Yeah. 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 Uh, as you know, Lars, like I've been a, a big fan of the 30 days to 90 day challenges. Um, and I, I do my best to to do them and fulfill them uh, to their to their fullest. Uh, I, I've been working on a 90 day challenge uh, since I got back from New York. Uh, and it's and I'm coming up on I have 13 days left to go. Oh, and I only have a couple more things to complete. Uh, I, I, I'm constantly reminding myself because as Tom says, uh, shadow forces will align to to do their best to stop you when when you're on this journey, but you have to do your best to uh, 
um, make a series of commitments and keep them no matter what. Because if you're not doing that, then you're what are you doing? What are are you doing everything that you can possibly do to further yourself, or are you just sitting back and being uh, a procrastinator uh, with with your life and your career? Um, right. Like you could sit around and mope that there's no work because of the strike, or you could do something, whatever that is. Write, read, text analysis study something, do a class, whatever it is, do something, take control. The more you take control and do something with your career and with your passion, the more you're going to get back. Um, and, and that's why I, I do really love these 30 days to 90 day challenges. I, I started them back after I read uh, the Bo Eason book and working with Tom has solidified that. Um, and I, I watched what? what? What was the challenge? Tell us what it is. Oh, I, I wanted to read uh, 10 plays, uh, uh, two Canadian plays, um, or two two Canadian things, uh, four modern shows, um, two, uh, two Harold Pinter, which is something that I still need to complete. Um, and I also wanted to learn three monologues, which I've done one and I have two more to work on. I wanted to work on two songs. Uh, so that way I had those in my back pocket for if I, I did musical auditions. Um, I wanted to work and do an outline for a one man show, uh, which I've been working on for the last uh, couple weeks. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited about it and I'm, I'm hoping that I can make it a fruition by, uh, next, not this fringe, but next fringe. I, I would Love like it. to do a fringe tour. Um, and so, I, I wanted to take a little bit more risks and ask more questions and, um, uh, and also take more notes in class, which I've been doing and also performing a lot more. Love it. So in a nutshell, Brandon's 90 day challenge was do two of everything. Mostly. <laughs> yeah. Noah's arc of, uh, of actorly things to do. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you're intentional about it. And then you, you look at the end of that 90 days and you're like, okay, my output, I created a bunch of things. I grew, you probably feel good about yourself because you're, yeah. you're, doing things rather than sitting on your couch moping around and getting mad that you're not getting an email from your agent like mm -hmm. that, that kind of stuff you know that's great yeah. uh, all right number what, what are we on one two three four five this is number six uh the sixth mental mistake that actors make to sabotage their auditions is neglecting self-care so our bodies are instruments our voice our energy um, so you got to look after your physical and mental well-being. So looking at things like uh, fatigue, stress, your sleep, your eating, all of the things that can affect your energy level, because sometimes this procrastination or um, fear of failure or, or a lot of these mental things are actually because you haven't taken care of your own mental health or physical health. If you're not getting sleep, you're basically drunk. Like they, they've done scientific tests and someone who's sleep deprived versus someone who's drunk, they basically have the same cognitive and physical impairments. So if you're 
chronically tired, which I had not so much anymore, but when I was younger, it's like people party, people drink. Uh, so if you're if you're out late and you're drinking and partying and then you're not getting sleep and then you're like, oh, man, I got that audition to record that next day. It's going to affect your energy, your your skin and your face. Um, and don't fall into that trap of like, oh, my guy's supposed to look like he had the shit kicked out of him last night because he's a druggie or he's a he's a he's a boozer. It's like, who who is it that said there's always that story? I think was like, I feel like it was Olivier to Dustin Hoffman and Hoffman was sleep depriving himself. Was that it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he was like, my good man, it's called acting like he was like, oh, I got to show up with no sleep. It's like you got to take care of yourself. You want to do this for the long haul. So things like sleep things like uh staying hydrated and exercising and and all that stuff um that's really going to impact your energy and your presence on camera and again that that trap i've heard it from other actors i've tricked myself into saying that saying that like oh this guy's um this this character is supposed to be like he's, he is a little beat up or he's a criminal or he's a druggie or something he's he's a burnout and so I've convinced myself that it's okay uh, if I do this on no sleep or if I booze the night before, it's okay because that's the character. But it's it's you. So yeah. <laughs> so take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's what you got to do. Uh, yeah. Your body is your instrument. Uh, as Kevin Hart says, uh, you have to train like you're an athlete a lot of the time. Uh, I, I could probably do more physical stuff. Um, but I, I do my best to stay at least somewhat active. I I, uh, I do walks every day, and I, I, I make sure I'm getting my steps in at least. Um, yeah. but, but, like, that's what you have to do. You have to approach this as someone that's going to be doing a lot of cardio. Uh, you, you do kind of have to keep going. You have to make sure. And you have to understand yourself as well um, and understanding what your capabilities are. Um, Tom, Tom was talking about in a recent, uh, fireside chat, uh, which is their monthly meetup, um, about how you need to watch your energy levels, especially when you're on set and not have the big lunch. Yeah. Get yourself a, a, a pack, packed lunch or something, uh, and like, uh, like take stuff home with you. Um, but like, and, and get yourself like a smoothie or or something that's light and like a, a granola bar or something like that. So that way you can keep your energy going, but you're not destroying your um, uh, like you don't want the spike of uh, your blood sugar and then immediately drop down an hour later. Um, right. Yeah, you're going uh, my, my girlfriend and I have been watching um, the Harry Potter movies uh, back to back. Uh, we're both big Harry Potter fans, uh, or at least of the books, uh, not really of J.K. Rowling uh, and her views. Um, but um, we've been like watching I, the movies, and we've been doing uh, more of a, a look into how the kids were. And you can really see how uh, Ron is sort of pushed into the background by by the later movies. And that's sort of because he would keep laughing during takes. And that was like, they said uh, in an interview, uh, after lunch, there was an hour period where like the kids just couldn't get anything right. And they were just laughing the whole time. And that's because like, they probably ate a lot of sugar or like, right. 
they got they had a really big lunch and they got really so much energy and then they dropped right after that. And it's a learning yeah. experience. Yeah, blood sugar. <laughs> it's like that's the science to it as well, too. It's mm -hmm. like yeah, those long days on set, whether whether it's before a per audition performance or an on set performance, and as we know. On set is very long days sometimes too. You're working 12, 14, 16, 18, 20 hour days and switching between days and nights. So yeah. if you're not aware of that, all of a sudden a few days in, your energy is rocked and you feel like a sack, a sack of shit. Like even if you do pull it off between action and cut and you're like, oh, you can barely tell I was a wreck. Um, it's still not a good experience for you and your body and your energy and your life. Outside of that, if you have a family and you have like if you had a family and a, a loved ones and kids and spouse and all that, like how are you showing up to for them and in, in your personal life outside of your work if you're a wreck because of that? So yeah, take care of a lot of this is this is our mental health uh, bell. Let's talk episode right here. It's like take care of yourselves. Um, and uh, there's a couple episodes. We we talked about that recently in episode, I think it was 152 with Francis Dufour, uh, who is an actor and also a personal trainer. Uh, I've hired him to help with my nutrition and my mm -hmm. exercise and, and uh, energy levels, just uh, exercise and health and, and fitness. Um, and uh, so there's the, that's a great episode for people to listen to. And I think it was either episode 154 or 155, we talked about my recent onset experience. And that was a big focus of me uh, going into it was like, I got I want to eat well, I want to stay hydrated, I want to get my sleep, I want to have a, a morning routine, I wanted to get exercise so that by the end of four or five days of night shoots that I wasn't all fucked up from that I wanted to come yeah. out of it feeling good. And, and it was also a test I wanted to be like if 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 all of your wishes come true and you get exactly what you want and that means you're working on a movie for three weeks six weeks six months or a tv show for years on end working five six days a week and you're the lead you don't want that to destroy you you got to build yourself up so that physically and mentally you're going to be able to handle that so that when you do get everything you don't sabotage it by not having the energy uh, that you need to actually execute on that stuff or think about you like show runs if you're doing seven or eight shows in a week that's that's physically that's going to take a toll mentally that's going to take a toll so if you don't monitor your energy you're going to crash and then it's not because you're not a great actor it's because you just didn't take care of yourself so take care of yourself, people. Uh, <laughs> all right. One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven. Uh, ooh, I like this one. Uh, so another mental mistake that actors make that can sabotage their auditions is resisting feedback. Uh, I've certainly done this a lot. Um, I've done this in sessions with you, for sure. I've done this with other directors. Um, but being resistant to getting constructive feedback or people might, I think criticism is the wrong word, but getting notes, getting redirects. Um, sometimes you can be a little blinders. And again, there's a balance because you do want to be strong in your choices. You want to, it is your performance. So you do want to make it your own, mm -hmm. but also you, you've got to find the balance of uh, looking at possibilities and just being open to, okay, let's do one that way and see how that feels rather than 
um, like, so it's like following the yes and rule of improv. I, I've done that with you, Brandon, where you've said something, I've analyzed your note, compared your thoughts to how I was thinking, and then turned down the redirect because I've made my choice and made my decision rather than maybe I could have yes anded it and been like, Oh, that's interesting. Let's explore it. I'll do one like that. I can always go back to my choice. Like it's, and it's never really a right versus wrong or I got to go this way or I got to go that way. So explore mm -hmm. possibilities. And, and in many cases, it's how can you do both things? How can you put both notes in rather than like, Oh, that redirect is the wrong way. And yeah. my thing is the right way. That's, that's, that's the wrong way to think about it. Yeah. And it comes back to one of the four agreements, not taking anything personally. Um, right. uh, and like, and we all do it. We are people. We take things personally. Um, I do it. I, I do it all the time. That's partially why I started going to the Tadaroff class is because of these four agreements. And I was like, I'm taking things personally. I right. need to work on that. Um, and so I, I do it with you as well, Lars. Like it's, it's a two way street. Everybody um, does. Yeah. Degree. yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and it also doesn't mean you have to take every note and you don't have to take every redirect. You mm -hmm. do also want to be empowered to be like, this is my performance. I've made these, I've done my, my research. I've done my prep. This is how I've decided to play this. Uh, because there's infinite number of ways to, to play a, a scene. Like you can say something in a thousand different ways. You can do a thousand different physical things. It's like Tom's, Tom's quote that he often likes to say is never make one choice when you can make three, never make three choices when you can make 33. So yep. how can you play all the notes? How can you paint with all the colors rather than, Oh, this is right. And this is wrong. Or Philip Markle, um, the improv uh, teacher with Tataroff said uh, there's there's no right or wrong there's only weak or strong so as long as you're yeah. making strong choices don't get in your head about is this right or is this wrong mm -hmm. um yeah 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 i think that's all we need to be you want to be open and also it's you got to see it as a collaboration this isn't right or wrong this is just two creative brains just like on set it's like sometimes when you're on set the director's final call so like what he wants if he does specifically be like i want you I, I need you to get it this way please give me a take this way you're probably gonna collaborate with him and do it that way rather than be like oh he doesn't like me or but my way is the right way or any of that ego mm -hmm. stuff that will come in where you're um you're taking it personally and saying like my way is the right way or there's how dare he criticize my my performance when it's just like for whatever reason he wants to do it that way so who cares just do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that's that's a great one especially for um when you're when you're getting self-tape directions just explore mm -hmm. just treat it yeah. treat it as curiosity and an exploration yes and people it's way more fun it's just more fun to do it that way too at the end of your session if you yeah. shoot down I mean, imagine being on an actual set and you shot down your director. Every note the director said, nah, I think I'm going to do it this way. Well, I was thinking it because of this way. I understand what you're saying, but I think this is the way I'm going to do it. Then mm -hmm. it'll be like, like, oh, man, this guy's tough to work with. Yeah. At least wait until you're an um, A-list diva to do that. At least, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't 
fire you because the only reason this got greenlit is because you're the lead lead uh, lead role in it. Then you yeah. get to that point, then then do what you want. <laughs> exactly. Right, but still be open to feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, number what number are we on? Eight. 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 Uh, this is a general one. Um, fits in a lot of these care, uh, categories, but. Uh, Self-doubt and insecurity is a big mental mistake that sabotages actors' audition. Oh, telephone. Ooh. Pasta Mills is calling. Are you going to answer? They have a landline, so I'm up at my uh, dad and stepmoms, and they have a landline here, and just all day long, there's just spam calls. Like, usually the the, the, the robot... Um, the robot... Uh, like voicemail lady comes on and is like call from and then it just a generic string of numbers from a from a area code they've never heard of and yeah that's all that's all that they ever get it's just spam spam calls all day long this is the reason they have a landline so that they can yeah. ignore spam calls yes ah <laughs> yeah uh all right so self-doubt and insecurity um like not not thinking that you're enough not thinking, are you like, are you going to get it going? Especially some actors go into it thinking like, oh, I'm not going to get this. Oh, I'm not right for this. So you don't ever fully commit to your prep. You don't ever fully commit to your performances or the scene. Um, also, there, there's the insecurity for many actors of things uh, visually and physically, like looking at like hair and makeup and how your lip does that thing. And, oh, I've got this thing. And, and so that puts you're focusing on you and your external stuff rather than telling the story and your scene partner and affecting change in your scene partner and actually expressing yourself. And you're just thinking like, Oh, is my, is every piece of hair perfect? And do I, (laughs) how do I look? Um, So don't fall into that trap. It's like, you want to go in strong. You gotta, you want to be fully fleshed out. And again, it's that energy of first date energy. If you met someone and like you, you meet someone and they're if they're just constantly like through the entire date they're just like oh how do I look and they don't even pay attention to you that's not going to be any good or if they're just constantly saying things uh, that are shitty about themselves like think about your self talk too that is interesting a lot of our self talk if it was someone outside us saying that, like if a friend or even a stranger or any a family member was saying that to you, you'd be like, fuck you. How dare you say those things about me? Yet our own brain, there's can be an underlying chatter of, oh, you're not this or you're not that. Or mm-hmm. look at you. What an idiot. <laughs> there we go again. Oh, I always, yeah. always doing this again. Those, those kind of things. What do you want to add to, to that one? That's a big one. It's a big one in life, it not is. just that. And, and it, it's it's tough. It's tough to talk about um, because we we do we do surround ourselves with so much self doubt, um, and it, it comes back to perfectionism in a lot of ways. Is where is we doubt ourselves because we're not perfect. Uh, I think one of the best ways to combat self doubt, um, or or at least something that I've found is helpful, is always thinking of myself as a wild card. uh, is that if I'm not quite right for it, fine. Let's see what I can do with it. Fine. If it doesn't quite agree with me, let's see. Let's find a point where I can agree with it. Uh, And it does suit me. Uh, Because then 
sometimes you find things that are so unique that it's 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 unmistakably you and they they have to go well bring bring them back i want to see them again i want to see this interpretation this is fun right. uh and usually it leads to fun because the more you have a, a kind of fuck it energy, um, I, I always know that it's going to be a good show when when I just breathe in deep and I say, eh, fuck it. Just do it and do it. And right. <laughs> you, yeah, the you focus have no inhibitions. The, the focus shouldn't no. be on yourself. That's it's. Self-doubt and insecurity is actually selfish because your your job in life and, and on stage is to affect the audience and to take care of the audience and to collaborate with your scene partners and to affect your scene partners. It's not thinking about yourself. It's the exact opposite of that. Yeah. So get out of your get out of your head. Also, it's it's a lot of that is, a lot of that is thinking too. And it's like you're not a thinker, you're an actor. So Get out there and act. Um, mm -hmm. Not that it's totally bad, but at some point you got to get out of your head and into your body and just into the moment and into right now. And rather than having that self-doubt, just also remember that you're made of pure light and you're the universe and everything is everything and you are everything. And just remind yourself that uh, everything, even, even whether you're worrying about shit or not, everything's fucking amazing. So you can waste your life and waste your energy worrying and feeling bad about that. Uh, actually, one of my coaches, um, we talk about him a, a ton. Uh, James Wedmore is business coach and mindset coach. Speaking of self-doubt and insecurity, a, a lot of the times, often these thoughts that we're talking about, there's a feeling to them and there's a heaviness. Like you can just think certain thoughts right now and you start to actually feel feel like shit you think about something bad in your life or something that you lost or something that you didn't get uh, mm -hmm. and or or any of these negative thoughts and you start feeling bad and what he says is the reason that it feels bad is because it's not the truth whereas the universe is unlimited and the universe is all powerful and and we're all this abundant um infinite ball of energy so the reason that you that those thoughts feel bad is because they're not the truth. So it's, that was a real good coaching hack that I learned from him. So that when I have these feelings and I'm starting to feel shitty because of my own thoughts, it's like, oh, no, 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 I'm, that's not the truth. That's just me painting this negative cloud over what is actually this bright, brilliant, like uh, radiant energy force that is us. You know, instead we start going, oh, I'm small. Like we're, it's, it's, um, it's like contracting energy rather than expansive energy. Yeah. So it's like, are you thinking small in your head and, oh, I'm no good. And I'm just like this, or are you thinking I'm fucking amazing? Like, but without, but also without crossing into I'm amazing and sucks, you know, like, it's not like I'm better than you. It's like, we're all fucking amazing. So don't worry about it. You know, you're amazing. I'm awesome. And so are you. That, that should be how you think. Um, all right. So, uh, number nine is rigidity. Rigidity is a mental mistake that sabotages actors auditions. And what do I mean by this? You can, you can interpret this a few ways. One could be like 
mentally how you think about the scene or the character. Maybe you read the breakdown, you read the scene, you made a quick judgment. You're like, this is what it is. This is who I am. This is how I'm playing the scene. And then you rehearse it a million times just that way, saying every word, pausing at the same time, doing all the exact locked in motions. And then you're like, this is what it is. Um, yeah. And then there's also the physical rigidity of, are you warmed up? Have you done a voice and speech workout? Are you relaxed so that you don't have tension so that you can be free and spontaneous and on camera look like a real fleshed out human being rather than a robot playing out beats that you practice a thousand times. Uh, and we've, we've all done that too. Mm -hmm. It's one of the hardest things to come back from, like, especially if you've only memorized it one way, it, it's one of the hardest things to break because you just have this idea that if I don't do it this way, I'm right. going to get it wrong. It's going to lead to self-doubt. It's perfectionism. Like it ties in in fear of failure. Like it ties into a lot of this stuff. Um, and it, again, it's, it's one of the hardest things to break because you think you're doing the right thing. Uh, and so you right. don't want to stop what you're doing because it, it, it this is, this is mentally the thing that I've chosen is the the right thing to do. And that's not how we live our lives. We live lives on the 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 by dangling off the edge, really. Uh, we we don't know what we're gonna say next. We don't know how it's gonna come out. And you need to approach things with that mindset. You have to discover all of the things that you're saying because you don't know what you're about to say until you say it. Right. Yeah. That's the paradox of doing all this prep and then you got to throw it all away or people talk about like, what's bad acting? Bad acting is when I can see that you're acting uh, rather than just be like, oh, he's just living in this moment. And then all the prep is layered under there, but it's it's all um, invisible under the surface because the person has done their prep and then they're super relaxed and they're and they're present that this rigidity also applies to. Um, that resistance to feedback too. Like this is the way I'm going to do it. I've done this on sets before. I've found this is a tough one. Um, I've found often on smaller budget sets, like indie stuff, student stuff, especially when I felt maybe when I had a feeling that um, I was maybe further ahead in my acting career than this set, or this is like something small yeah, compared to compared to you're on a big budget, it's millions of dollars, there's fucking cranes, there's 300 extras, there's uh, an A-list actor standing across from you. And on those um, sets, sometimes I have really had that, like, oh, fuck, I don't want to fuck up. Like, you don't want to drop your line. Like, this is big ac on action. There's a bunch of background action. There's a big crane shot and a bunch of stuff happening. You're like, I don't want to fuck that up. And, yeah. and you don't. But you don't want to be having, you don't really want to be operating from, I don't want to make a mistake. You want to have that indie film uh, vibe of like, oh, we're creating and I'm collaborating. I'm taking risks and chances and maybe I improvise something. Maybe something happens spontaneous in the moment and I do something different or we improv a line or something. There's a happy accident and something funny happens with the prop, but we just roll with it. None of that stuff happens if you're just like, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake. It's the worst feeling. It's a really bad feeling, but you're like, I don't want to cost. There is a budget thing of it too. It's like, I don't want to be the guy to fuck up and then cost them thousands of dollars because we're 
doing more takes, but you also don't want to be the guy that's not fully um, alive and vibrant in the moment as the actor. Yeah. It's all a paradox. Everything that we're saying is a paradox because it's like, it's like you want to be some of it, but not like, yeah, like life as that's why we love, uh, we all love talking about this because so much of this just is life too. Uh, Anything else you want to say about rigidity? No. Say the word for a minute. Rigidity. 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 I like it. Doesn't even sound good. Yeah, yeah. You don't no. want to be rigidity. Look at him. Look at Mr. Look at look at Mr. Rigidity over there. Uh, number 10 is a fear of vulnerability is something that can self-sabotage your act your auditions. Mm. Uh, and that's challenging because whether it's in an audition where it's just you and one other person in a room or a couple people or whether you're on set, we're talking specifically about auditions, but if you don't find that moment of vulnerability in the scene, if, if they, ex- especially if they expect it, um, not that, again, you don't want to be doing everything because of what they want, but if you look at a scene and the storytelling and there's a beat that's very vulnerable or maybe it's very emotional or maybe the vulnerability is fear, uh, whatever it may be, and you don't express that on camera, and some other actor does, then who's got the more compelling audition? And then you wonder, well, why didn't I get it? It's because you didn't, you hear people say, I didn't get there or I didn't go there. Um, and you got to allow yourself. I think that comes from being open and being expressive. I think a lot of it is voice and speech workout so that you are relaxed. And if you're connected to your voice, you're connected to your emotions. Um and we've we've all and it's a t- it's kind of a terrible feeling too because in your head you're thinking like I know this needs to be more than what this is mm-hmm. but I'm not there and it's that paradox of the more you work for it you're like I got to get emotional like you don't really want to be thinking I have to cry in this scene but you gotta what you gotta do is be open and vulnerable and have access to your emotions so that if they organically get there in the scene you're open to be vulnerable and. Um, guidepost 14 with Tom Todoroff is, are you revealing or are you concealing? So are you playing like there's different ways to play that vulnerability? Are you spilling your guts in a, in a therapy session or are you vulnerable, but you're kind of trying to not let the other, your scene partner or the audience really see that. Mm-hmm. And you got to go it also there. relates back to uh, being impeccable with your work. Um, misery loves company and, and we spend a lot of time complaining about things, but how often are you talking about things that you actually love and are passionate about? Like that's, that's how we reveal ourselves. That's how we let people in is we talk about the things that we absolutely love. Um, I remember when we were, I was working in, uh, New York at the Tom Todoroff summer intensive. Uh, we were working with the clown teacher, uh, in immersive clown and he had us, it was an, it was such an interesting class. Uh, it was only two hours, but like one, like it did wonders. It's, it's so interesting. Uh, he had us in groups and we were all singing about things that we love. We had to come back to a chorus that we had created but we needed to do each do a solo about things that we love and we didn't have enough time to prepare it basically. Uh, right. And it's, it's being risky and 
risking that vulnerability and making people laugh because of that love and laughing because of that vulnerability and us really being open with each other. Um, it was wonderful to see, and it was quite a bonding experience for all of us. Uh, what did you think about? What did you love? Uh, I talked about One Piece, which is the longest running anime in history. Uh, I talked about uh, being in New York for the very first time and how I was how I was feeling about that. And uh, I kind of I kind of didn't take take enough time. I, I tried to talk about there was a there was a desk. Across the street, it, it um on this roof, and it had no business being there. But I really enjoyed this this desk across from the the rehearsal space that we were at. And so I started talking about that, and he's like, "You don't love that enough. You enjoy it, but you don't love it. Talk about something else." And right. I, then I started talking about One Piece and how it's the longest running anime, and how it's about pirates and and living for your dreams and. And and I I lit up and I was more alive and uh, it was it was great. It was a great experience and really freeing. Shout out to Chris Tremantana. Chris yeah. Tremantana. I believe he also just accepted a position. He's teaching at N I think NYU in New York Ooh. as well, and he teaches with Tarov. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think it was. I think he just did get a new position with NYU. Uh, but it might be another institution, but somewhere in New York City. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Yeah. He's he's yeah. a brilliant performer. He's hilarious, but also so deep and so wise. And I, his classes were not what I was was expecting. Like you go in thinking yeah. that a class is just going to be pure wacky and silly, and it had tons of that. But then it had like these deep, like Zen, ancient wisdom moments where you're just like. Ooh, like I wasn't expecting to have clown class blow my mind. So yeah. thank you, Chris okay. Tremantana. Uh, that makes me want to go to New York and do another class with him right now. So maybe right. Just, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he does something online. Chris Tremantana, come on to our podcast and do something with us. That would be yeah. Amazing. That'd be yeah. Great. yeah. So great. Uh, all right. Number 11, the Ooh, uh, final one in this list. Uh, it's probably an exhaustive list. Um, there's certainly more than 11 mental mistakes that we make as humans and actors, but the 11th mental mistake that actors make to sabotage their auditions in our list is over-reliance on past successes. Uh, so you may be resting on your past achievements or resting on your past, like who you've been as an actor. Uh, sometimes we get like signature moves. We're a little complacent. Maybe it's just like, ah, they knew it could be something like they know who I am. Casting knows who I am. I was on this show. They know like they seen this thing. So come on. Um, or it might just be you thinking about who you've been as an actor and roles you played and your style as an actor rather than you're this infinite creator and you can constantly being uh, reinventing yourself and creating new characters. So you and if you're relying on past successes or just only being what you've always been, then you're not growing, you're not improving, you're not evolving. Maybe you're not unlocking this new character inside you that is like, holy fuck, that was like, whatever that was. Wow. It was nice to see that. Sometimes, because there's that weird thing of like, oh, cast, casting knows me. But also, maybe that's the problem. Casting knows you, or in their head, they think they know you, and they're like, "Oh, he's a one-trick pony." Or, "Yeah, we know what he does." Um, but 
that's not sure. We're not sure what we're looking for. And then you show them something that's completely different. And they're like, whoa, that guy can really do it all. He can do it all. He can do it all. So that th um, this one is growing and improving and, and being willing to adjust and not just playing it the same way. We do see this uh, with some actors. They kind of have, like, like I said, their signature moves or their way of doing it. And there's something great about that, too. There is... Um, uh, like a self-esteem and um, what's the word? Like no, knowing yourself, a self-awareness that is really good to know, like these are my strengths, but you don't want to be too rigid in those that you're never evolving and you're never fluid and flexing and, and doing new moves. It's like teach, teach your old dog new tricks. Yeah. Go to intensives, find something that you didn't know before and study that. Uh, go to classes Take something that you'd never even considered before. Uh, take a risk. Do something fun. Yeah. And that brings out life experiences. That brings out, and that that will help form your opinion on things and change your opinion on things. And that is only a good thing. Only a good thing. Only a oh. good thing. We have a rule, always end in a jingle. That's the uh, the podcast rule. All right, so that is 11 mental mistakes that actors make to sabotage their auditions. Let's, uh, yes. I'm going to do a little uh, quick reminder. So the 11 mental mistakes that actors make to sabotage their auditions are fear of failure, comparison, perfectionism, impatience, procrastination, neglecting self-care, resistance to feedback, self-doubt and insecurity, rigidity, fear of vulnerability, and over-reliance on past success. Uh, there's many more. So chime in in the comments. You can let us know. Connect with us on Instagram at Actors Audition Club if there's something that we missed or anything that resonated. If you're like, man, when you really called me out on this, I didn't realize I was doing this, but I'm totally doing number seven every time I audition. Um, that's why we exist. So how do you get over some of this? There's two ways to do it. Um, one is uh, take class, continue to learn, continue to grow. One is, and the other is to surround yourself with a new community of people and, and growth-minded actors who are looking to improve. Um, I think that maybe there's a, a lot of actors that aren't thinking this way. They're they're only thinking in the 3D world of like, what what auditions am I getting and when am I recording them? And they're not thinking of their own um, thoughts. Think of your thoughts every mm -hmm. once in a while. Be aware of your thoughts. So we want to uh, we're going to give you two things here that can help with this. One is we have the master class coming up with Tom Todoroff. Uh, and you can attend the master master class for free as a guest of Actors Audition Club. That's October 25th. It's a Wednesday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can register to observe or you can fully jump in the pool, which is what I highly recommend uh, and sign up as a performer. And you can actually work with Tom. It'll be a two hour master class. He's going to work with actors on their monologues. And you'll see transformations very, very quickly. You'll learn a ton. It'll be super fun. You'll laugh a bunch. You'll take uh, rigorous notes and have all kinds of pearls of wisdom. Uh, we'll be there as well. And for our Toronto actors, depending on the numbers, we may also host a watch slash perform party at our studio in Toronto. So stay tuned for that. But we're going to drop the link uh, in the comments. 
There they are. Uh, and we'll also link it up in the show notes as well. Or you, mm -hmm. if you follow us on Instagram at Actors Audition Club, you can go to our link in bio and you'll find the link there. Uh, it was just to uh, remind or to let people know, if you listened to last week's episode, it was scheduled for October 11th, which is today. Uh, but uh, we had to reschedule it. So a few days ago, it got rescheduled to Wednesday, October 25th, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us for a free masterclass with Tom Todoroff. I'll be there. Brandon will be there. A bunch of our community of Actors Audition Club members will be there as well. Amazing chance to uh, learn and grow and have a ton of fun. Um, yeah. So I would highly, highly recommend that. Uh, and yeah. the other thing I want to let you know is you can join Actors Audition Club for a dollar, which includes a special bonus right now where we are giving away the first self-tape audition coaching session for free. And you go to laughingvikings.com slash AAC. You can still join for a dollar for your first month. And that includes that special bonus of your first audition session free. So we'll connect you with one of our audition directors. We'll help you rehearse. We'll help you shoot. We help edit it and we handle the file transfer so that literally all you got to do is just walk in, perform. You can just wash your hands of all of the technical stuff, all of the editing, all the stuff you don't like, and we can help you with that. Um, and we'll do the coaching and we'll give you feedback, all the things that we've talked about. So we'll smash our brands together and make a better performance than you would have done if you had to do it all by yourself at home. Or certainly if you're doing it with a family member or a friend who isn't a trained actor and uh, doesn't have TV, film, theater, casting experience, you want to make uh, professional auditions, it probably makes sense to work with professionals and use professional equipment and get professional feedback. So go to laughingvikings.com slash AAC and you can do that. Yeah. Lois is teaching a dance lesson in the background if you see her. Uh, my stepmom's a, dance, a dancer and a, and a dance teacher, so she's got a private client over here ballroom ballroom dancers so they they maybe i'm not sure they're they're dancing the the waltz maybe right now uh all right Any final final thoughts brandon knox um have a great week everyone uh live for yourself enjoy your time um savor every moment it's worth it savor every moment Yes. Savor yeah. it. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, that mm, is mm. a good mm, that, mm, Now that is a good moment. Mm, mm. I'm, uh, do I detect hints of oak and uh, uh, maple? O oak and maple in that moment? Mm. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is a good and moment. And peaches, a little aftertaste of peaches in that moment. Millions yeah. of peaches, peaches for free. Millions of peaches, peaches for me. Peaches come from a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. Shout out to uh, presidents of the USA. You guys remember them? Just me? Presidents of the United States. Great song. Look it up. Peaches. Peaches come from a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. Millions yeah. of peaches. Peaches for free. Millions of peaches. Peaches for me. Probably the number one song about peaches. Um, I think Bieber had the peaches song. So it's a Jack Black might one. give them a run for their money now. Say that again. Jack Black might give uh, give. Oh, them yeah. Run. 
Peaches song, man, that's that's uh, that's pretty epic. Yeah. I can't think of another fruit that has three amazing songs written about it. We'll talk more next week on Inside the Audition. Come back for that Peaches conversation. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning. In. Everyone, we're here every Wednesday at 2 p.m. You can listen and subscribe on all the podcast platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts and cast pods for your ears. We are there. This has been episode 157. We'll see you next week. Be sure to register for that masterclass with Tom Todoroff, and you can still join for a dollar here at Actors Audition Club, which includes your first session free, 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 free. Goodbye, Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner? Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews. Goodbye, Austin Matthews. Yeah. All right.